0: Welcome to another edition of the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS FM. I'm your host, Brian Major. Comedian's Table. It's a just a bunch of comedians sitting around a table, BSing, catching up, uh, chatting. And tonight, my guests are
1: i am Chris Moore,
2: Kylie Lewis Holt,
1: and I'm Dylan Reese.
0: So (laughs) (laughs) we have two new people on the show and I, I sent you guys videos of myself. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you did you get to know me at all? A little uh, bit? Briefly, yeah. Briefly, briefly, yeah. because <laughs> <yeah. Yeah. laughs> because I draw my material from my real life, and that's all that stuff is true. Yeah. But just to uh, catch you up on who I am, I've, I'm a longtime resident of Prince George. I went to the University of Northern British Columbia. I graduated 2006, and in 2003, I t- took a course called Indigenous Humor. And it's a, not like a how-to course like everyone thinks it is when I tell them. It's an actual course that we studied, right? And instead of a final exam, we all had to do a performance. And everyone kind of paired up or got into little groups and I was left on my own. Didn't know what to do for my... Uh, instead of a final exam, we had to do a performance. Yep. Didn't know what to do. So I cobbled together two stories. And I got up there for my performance I told these two stories, and it looked like stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. I got twenty out of twenty. Nice, wow! (laughs) I got an A plus. Was your class drunk?
2: No, I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were in university.
0: Uh, I got an A plus for the course, which was, I think, my like one. I had two A pluses in my my academic career at university. And but I got a lot of positive feedback, like people like you have to keep doing this. You've struck upon something. You you know.
1: Mm
0: And so I kept doing it and there were a lot of opportunities at the university to get up on stage because they these hippies would have like open mics where they, you know, they play acoustic guitar and um, recite poetry about their cats and shit like, sorry, recite poetry, about their cats and stuff like that. <laughs> It wasn't us. It's always him. It's always the host, guys. It's always the host. You're good. And so there are all these opportunities to get up on stage. And I was always the only comedian, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm referred to as the godfather of Prince George
2: comedy. I've never heard that before. It's, uh, first this for you It sounds a little guys. self-titled. <laughs> baby. It's very a bit. self-titled. I mean, you
1: had to ask me if I watched a YouTube video. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so uh, I was just getting up on stage as often as I could, which is hard in Prince George. Yeah, it's very hard. It um, yeah, absolutely. And so then I had the opportunity to pr- uh, open for this guy named Don Burnstick. Mm-hmm. You heard of him?
1: No. Oh. Nope. No, I, I have not.
2: I have. I'm not from. It's because you're
0: not indigenous. Because you're not indigenous. Yeah, but I'm not He from is BC. Canada's biggest indigenous
1: comedian. Oh, okay. I've, okay, I've seen him. Like I'm not good with names, but okay. When I did college in Smithers, there I stayed up at Ganakaqua Creek for a while and did my cultural resource assessment and everything up there. So um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they played a video of him there once in a while. I'm horrible with names, but <laughs> if I seen him, I'd probably recognize him. Mustache, long hair. Yep yeah
0: Yeah. and so uh, I opened for him uh, another time and I asked him for advice and he goes and I, I, th- I, was go- I thought I was going to get like writing advice or performing advice <laughs> but he said do the indigenous conference circuit because native people will get together for any reason mm-hmm. and so <laughs> <laughs> you know they a conference about health or justice or whatever right yeah. yeah. and what they do is they have meetings all day uh they have a dinner afterwards and then after that is entertainment that's where i come in so, and so he suggested just contact them tell them who you are tell them you can provide 15 minutes of comedy which is what i had 15 minutes of material he said don't ask for money you know <laughs> at this point just <laughs> tell them you want to do it for the experience yeah. you get a chance to perform in front of an audience an indig- indigenous audience uh you know you get to travel you get the experience and all this stuff and and that's what I did. It allowed me to travel to Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon, Regina, uh, Victoria, Vancouver more times than I can count. Yeah. And I was doing doing my act in front of uh, you know, indigenous indigenous people and that's where I developed my act. Uh, I didn't do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> right away I asked for money. I yep. got like 150 bucks for 15 minutes, which was pretty awesome, you know. Yep. They flew me down, put me up in a nice hotel. Sweet. And I got paid for for telling jokes That's for fifteen minutes, <laughs> and so that continued on, and it eventually led to me, uh, you know, recording an album a few years ago, because I had like forty-five minutes of material at that time. I hooked up with another Indigenous comedian named Cliff Paul, the late Cliff Paul. We we did a tour of Vancouver Island. We sold out this two hundred seat conference room in Victoria, twenty bucks a pop, which is Nice. We got on the front page of the Victoria Times Colonist. Like, nice. Only the banner. Only the banner. <laughs> but when you open up to the entertainment section, full page spread. Awesome. That's nice. I've uh, been on TV a couple of times on APTN. Mm-hmm. Uh, this a show called First Story, which pretty much every hideout has been on. Mm-hmm. I'm Hyde by the way. Okay. And so when I told my cousins, hey, I'm going to be on First Story, they're like, it's about time. Yeah, They've yeah. all been on it already. Yeah. You know, they're carvers. They're carvers and dancers and singers and artists and Thanks. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've uh, I moved down to Vancouver for a while, developed my act there. was doing comedy clubs and stuff like that. Uh, came back here and uh, tried to grow the community. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's about it. Sweet. Wow. I started doing radio and met a bunch of comedians and.
1: That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah. I'm so, cool.
2: I'm so proud of you for not <laughs> mentioning what you're working on right now, Mr. Oh. But I just <laughs> have to oh. do that for those that have always been, listening October, have been 20, listening.
0: October 26th of last year was my last time on stage. Yeah. I performed up at the University Pub. I'm taking a break uh, to... Uh, concentrate all my creative energy mm-hmm. on a screenplay that I'm writing mm-hmm. and there it is ladies and gentlemen oh, awesome. there it is we is got in? to like nine, 10 minutes nine, in 9 minutes in, nine before in. I oh. <laughs> but no it's Score, about bro. it's about indigenous comedians there there's four of them they're brought together for one night for a uh, the first all indigenous comedy night at a major festival and it all takes place backstage and they hustle, don't they hustle. don't get along and there's wow! The, therein, there, there, there lies comedian? the conflict. It's not every <laughs> co- comic circle. Every good story, they conflict.
2: Don't. Yeah, man, <clears throat> Every good, every good. I'll tell you guys this because because of the two newbies, right? Mm-hmm. Comedians have this massive ego, <laughs> and I think that once you get a hold of your ego and just. Basically your voice, cause your first show was the amateur not amateur, it was Prince the best funny and with, a, with, day with a day job. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So it's kinda like an introduction, it's where they pull the pool from from the talent. Yeah. The best advice I could give you guys right now is stay true to yourself. Regardless of the stage time and especially in a market like this, stay true to yourself. Because you are going to get in situations where you're going to feel like, man, I want to do this so badly, but I'm not getting the stage time. Yeah. Right. But always stay true to yourself and your your art form and not really the noise that's going to be created around you.
1: Well, I didn't really have a choice of staying true to myself after I spat out the first two jokes (laughs) I had fully memorized. It was just winging it like everything i had in my head disappeared is like my first time (laughs) with a microphone and the lights are so bright you can't see a thing and that's it it was still funny well it was still and i missed it and i'm so so, so sorry but
2: that's comedy though the first time it was
1: the very first like literally first time with a microphone that was turned on and like the feeling of having that whole basement laugh at one of those oh. one of those jokes, like you feel it in your chest, and <laughs>
2: the dr- the addiction just started. I've done a
1: lot of drugs. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> and that that felt like one of the best ones ever. Like for yes. the le- next hour after stepping off that stage, it was. It you was, were
2: so it, high, right? Yeah, you can't explain
1: how it feels it's like, just like trying to explain how a drug feels. Exactly. Unless someone's done it, they're not gonna know exactly how it feels, and like that, like just floating six and it was weird it was awesome i loved it nice <laughs> that's I, why we do it we yeah. do it for that i and see now i see now, that now
2: that's why. and did you have this similar no. experience no
3: i kind of i i don't know nerves or whatever i kind of shut it all off i just kind of stared into the light and i didn't hear any jokes i didn't focus on on the crowd i just did what i knew i i had in my head and and then we <laughs> Just got through it, and then kind of waited to hear it went afterwards. <laughs> I hardly remember how, how I told <laughs> did, did you Did you
1: tape it? Either of you? No. He was supposed to tape mine because my dropped wife that, and I dropped that my wife and kids wanted to see, it and was. It was you're going to be a maybe, did. but uh, yeah. It's hard. But He y- lived in, in the moment. That's all it. Good. You live in the yep. moment.
2: I I don't think I filmed the first one I ever did, but the second one after, mm-hmm. that's when it started, because that's the first thing is breaking the ice, yeah. right? Yeah. Like once you break the ice, now you're like, <gasps> I feel that, and now you're going to chase it. Yeah.
3: Well, I wanted incredible. as few witnesses as possible <laughs> oh, and, in and, and out of that cold, cold water. water. Well, we no, both, we're doing we're it We both again. come from
1: a super small community, Vanderhoof, right? So If we were to say something, there would be a ton of support there from friends and family. And we didn't necessarily want that at the first time. Yeah, Just kind of prove to ourselves that we're actually funny and not just, you know, stoned with our friends and whatnot. (laughs) Make them all laugh. (laughs) Not just giggling idiots.
2: And you want to know something? (laughs) Uh, That's the best approach because I'm not from Prince George. And my first time was in prince george so i didn't have any family i walked Mm -hmm. into the Uh, room everybody had their family my story is a little bit crazy my son had basketball i literally like ran in ran on stage did the set and ran back out because my kid was sitting outside in the vehicle (laughs) yeah and i dipped Like, that's, that's it. It's commitment. But then when you hear laughter of people that aren't friends or family, they don't, they don't have to laugh at you. You're actually funny. And that's when I walked out of there. I was like, okay, I'm actually funny Mm -hmm. because I made buddy's grandma laugh and this person Mm -hmm. laugh and they were all the level was so high. And I think that's the best thing that you guys could ever done for yourselves. Really? You know what I mean? I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. No support. You went in raw. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. It's, it felt awesome for me for
3: nice. sure Cody yeah. had come up to me after the show and he goes Cody Malboof, yeah from the 86 oh, I have a
0: rule if you're gonna mention a local comedian's name say their full name I'm, I'm sorry I'm bad with names Cody Malboof, and he <laughs> just learned we, we'll forgive you I on just this met one him. I just, just there was so, so many people that I only
3: just met like even uh, everybody who won I, I can't remember their names but uh, he came up to me after and apologized for laughing so loudly. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to know that I made I made a joke that got that response was like, yes.
2: It's
1: you know? nice. Well, so and then like, it. walking back to your seat, you go past quite a bit of the crowd. And you're catching high fives and whatever. And it's just like,
2: yeah. It's a yeah. nice feeling. Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I never got high fives. <laughs> <laughs> One no. time I did up at the curling rink, whatever the, the pub is up at the curling rink. Oh, oh yeah! Whole, it was forget. like a family fun night. Oh, four. It's four, four, yeah. I got, I, I got high fives.
2: I got it's high five. I got actually, I got something. The one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me. I walked by this table of drunk guys, and somebody smacked my butt, <laughs> and I just like hit him upside the back of the head. And I'm like, "Don't play with me! Don't play with me!"
1: <laughs>
2: right? That's one of the weirdest things that's ever happened. So,
1: so what's it like having kids and doing comedy that's my
2: that's my genre really because a lot of my stuff is based in like kids why like i'm a i'm a wife i'm a mom Mm -hmm. you know school i talk about my religion yeah i think leaning into what you are like i said is so important because you do get those laughs right because you're trying to build that five minutes when you first start but then where do you go after the five minutes
1: yeah Oh, right. I'm, I'm more so asking. I got three myself and like I work full time in the bush. Full, yeah. Like full time. Like when I'm working, I'm in camp five days a week. Yeah. And it's You know, I'm way I'm, out in the boonies. So I'm just wondering how hard it is to incorporate that working full time or you think it's, <laughs> it's possible.
2: It's it's you want to know something? It's it's more than possible because I'm, I'm also a barber. I work all the time. My husband's a diamond driller. He's gone all the time. So a lot of that falls on my plate. Mm hmm. If you really want something, it's going to it's going to bite at you. You're going to be sitting there away from home at work and you're going to want to push your pen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that if you're yearning to do it, that it's 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 always going to be there. So you're going to yearn for coming home and wanting to spend time with them, putting them to bed and then running off and getting in that stage time. Yeah. Right. Because it's a delicate balance. Absolutely. Right. So when you're away and you're not you don't have to be dad right yeah. you're just working you're in the bush at night before you pass out it's gonna be good and relaxing to write that down or oh my god i can't believe this guy did this and that's gonna be your outlet for both take notes yeah taking notes and also you're gonna make yourself laugh a lot
1: yeah <laughs> absolutely. Oh, i already do that <laughs> i think we're all like the type of people to like be the ones to make all our friends laugh and exactly. catch that and it kind of gives us that lights that fuse mm. to want to do this for a living
2: Mm, yeah
1: mm.
2: As I'm a roaster though like I don't don't cross me <laughs> don't I, I'll tell you guys that I, I like to I was the playground like I was the yo mama joke specialist in yeah. Toronto like I was the specialist and I think moving to Prince George it's a little bit of like um, this is gonna sound harsh and I don't want to say it like that I don't want you guys Slow to hex. take any kind of offense no it's not <laughs> I think there's always room there's always room for all the voices right But when you're when you come from a place like this, the most relatable voice is the white male voice. Mm -hmm. So you guys will always be relatable and you'll always book. But it's always nice to have something different and refreshing. Yeah. Right. We cannot ever move away from like, okay, let's throw in the different and refreshing. Mm -hmm. So that's where I try to stay in that lane. If given the stage time properly. Yeah. Right. Like I try to stay in my lane in a way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if that's any advice I can give you, no. well, you guys
1: are like, like I said. Yeah, n- I was new op- sorry. I on. was
0: opening for Kevin Fox at the Shooters. It's yeah, now, it's now burnt down. But I went it outside. Burnt? Yeah, a while ago.
2: Oh gosh, I thought <clears> they just closed because of money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they burnt it for money. Okay, <laughs> all right. I didn't
2: say that. Um Don't know. I don't know anything about that. I wasn't there.
1: So you're opening for Kevin Fox? Yeah, and I was
0: outside. And this guy came up to me and he goes, you know, I've seen white comedians, black comedians, East Indian comedians. He goes, I've never seen an indigenous comedian before. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so important to hear. like Different different,
2: aspects.
1: Different voices. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's important. But you guys bring such a different level. Like you said, the hick comedian, (laughs) the redneck, (laughs) like all those levels. Because sometimes I'm telling you, I'll sit there and I will... Die laughing Because I'm like Working in the barber world You see a lot of Different types of people And you're just Dying of <laughs> laughter Like I really enjoy that I've I think
3: A lot of banter In your job as well
2: Yeah, yeah It's a lot of I, I used to be so bad Like this is what I used to do with work If I had a competition yeah i would have my set ready in the morning and i'd run that all day
1: every client every <laughs> nice. client i would just be
2: tightening it up and i one of the comedians brad webb he was into the barbershop i worked at and this is when i won the one to open for brent butt from corner gas mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i got to do four shows with him and i was running it like i mean i started like i worked the monday ran the whole set tuesday ran the whole center <laughs> and the show was the friday and i was like i was going to have surgery the like the next week like yeah so it was it was fun
0: how did you guys prepare
2: yeah
1: we always we sit in machines all day we like to call ourselves loggers but we just sit like this all day and wiggle sticks and like <laughs> and
3: your phone's sitting right there so every time you kind of have something funny you just grab your phone to hammer it into right. the air
1: and I've had, like I have a couple stories like <clears throat> in the bank that you know you start with a new company and same kind of thing you can tell the crew but Logging, you're with a crew of like maximum 15 guys and eventually over the season they're going to hear every story you got so yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't really practice it out in camp like that but i can definitely write stuff down but once yeah. you had
0: your jokes how did you prepare for the show the competition well i
3: barely i barely had four minutes of material so i just literally went over everything i had and i just By yourself in your room, by myself in the the kitchen, (laughs) in the kitchen with a microphone, and then when I went up on stage, I just pretended I was still in my kitchen. Nice. (laughs) The thing that messed with me the most is being able to hear myself over the PA. Oh, that for I had to like catch that because it started to throw me off because I was so used to just being. Silent, silent when I was doing yeah. it to actually get laughs and stuff I was just like oh this is this is messing me up
1: yeah. <laughs> the timing it messes with the timing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
2: like, but a, like you, yeah, you,
0: you develop a rhythm if you rehearse it enough and mm-hmm. then yeah. that yeah. laughter comes in you're like hey whoa <laughs> whoa, <laughs> throws whoa, off whoa your, wait throws off hey, hey, your hey, rhythm hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey I had something prepared here you I prepared like, 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 like right? nobody was
3: gonna laugh for, for me at all and that's how did you did you time yourself
0: when you like when you ran through I
3: did a couple of times but I kept every time was so much different because I'd forget stuff but and I I try to add I, stuff. I still
0: bring a, a set list on stage. I
3: did that and that saved me a couple of times. But even still, there's just, you know, a tag and a joke here and there that just to add like, right. you know, an extra laugh or an extra little bit that I just would forget and just tell the story without you know a tangent here or there
0: so you guys both mentioned stories were you did you tell stories on stage or did you have jokes or yeah i told one story
1: it's and yeah it's a pretty good one it's actually a true story too so yeah that's that's the only one really that i got out that got really laughed at and then after that i just completely blanked and Forgot everything I had prepared before.
2: That's perfect though.
1: And then, yeah, just wang it. You didn't write a set list? You know, I didn't want to be that guy (laughs) coming in because, like, my first time, right? I didn't want to be that guy coming in with a notepad. I didn't do it. I never, I never, I'll tell you you guys right now,
2: I I never write, I never bring the list. I always have my book. I'm in the back and I'm running through, like, okay, well, this tag didn't work with this group of people on Tuesday or whatever. And that's how I do it. I never go on stage with notes i just go i go in the water yeah i go in some can do it without and some I know with. i can do that I got it. but <laughs> no that's your style nah. just keep your style all i'm saying be true to you
1: yeah i got some i got some pointers they said i got bullet Run. points um Denim morrison local comedian he's from vanderhoof as well and uh yeah he's he gave me a couple pointers and it's a little bit fuzzy. I can't remember who quite said this exactly, but they said use it as a coaster. Just have a little sheet with bullet points and use it as a coaster. On yeah. <laughs> stool or just or have it beside your water. I don't know. That's what I do. Uh, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there are times where I, where I
0: don't even refer to it because I know my me. act. But.
2: If you don't want it, I, I'll tell you this, Brian. and And... <laughs> And I, sorry, I forgot your it's name. Good. And I'm, I'm always going to forget it. I'll tell That's you guys right. a story. No, I'm glad Did you guys I meet you John White? Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so when I first started, I started doing this thing with John White. I, where is, I introduced myself to him every time we encountered <laughs> each other. All just night. for the fun of it, right? <laughs> so I would do like four shows in a weekend with him and i'm just be like hey kylie lewis holt and you are and i kept doing this to him this went on for like a month straight every weekend because when i got serious about it we had sonar mm-hmm. for a month straight yeah, and i was sonar waiting Conny to Club. see when john was gonna say something and i kept on yeah he'd be talking to me he'd be talking to someone a group and i'd be like perfect timing hey my name is kylie lewis Holt. who are you i don't think we met and finally (laughs) finally one night he's like you have met me before and why do you keep doing this to me why do you keep doing this to me so he goes off in this tangent and i'm just dying of laughter because that's who i am as a person right yeah yeah. For and sure. I wait for him to come out of the bathroom, and I do it right outside. <laughs> He's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking You're to you. You're on timeout. I'm not talking to you. I'm just like, hi, my name is Kylie Lewis-Hold. Who are you? He's like, I'm not talking to you anymore. I think he caught on, but yeah, I suck at names. But his was so good. It was, yeah.
0: Did he have advice for you? Is that what
1: Who's that? John Wayne. I mean everybody like kind of kind of like you said at the comedians like in the corner there everyone's bull bull crapping. and uh yes. yeah they, you're getting advice and beers chucked at you so Well and everybody
3: was so friendly yeah. everybody wanted to to talk and everybody wanted to be like how are you doing? You know, the, the, we nobody cool. knew Except us really. Me. Yeah, you both. Except for <laughs> me, <laughs> I, I
2: came in and I was just like, I don't know these people, and <laughs> I am gonna not No, just, <laughs> no for sure. just It's Prince
1: Charles. I'd be. Like, I listen no, to.
2: That's, it's just a schedule. If it was like a Saturday night and mm-hmm. I could hang out, I usually get to work at like seven thirty the next day. Mm-hmm. I have a massive clientele on Saturdays, so yeah. I that's my bad. But I figured that. All these people were gonna get a chance to touch base with, and I like it to be super organic. Because yeah. when you just when you're riding that high of your euphoria, you kind of just want to be in your euphoria, and you don't want people giving you notes because you can't mm. take that in. You're just like, "Are you crazy? I just <laughs> levitated. <Yes>. I just <laughs> levitated." Did you not see that? that's exactly, and yeah. that's how I felt when I first did it because I felt like it was so overwhelming because everyone was trying to tell you this and tell you that. It's just like. Okay, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. I just levitated. Did you not see me fly? <laughs> so when I ran out the first time, they were waiting for me the second time to give me their critiques. And I was just like, okay, thank you so much. Yep. But it, I was kind of like, okay, standoffish. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Don't be like me. Is the <laughs> story of it. Relax. I didn't get it. a lot
3: of critique. You know, everybody I talked to, they would just say, "I, you know, good job. I like this or that or whatever." Yeah. But other than that, it was just everybody was pats on the back and and yeah. listen to the next Hi, guy. I was a yeah. Well, guys, guys <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I only <laughs> we only knew one guy there at all, uh, Denna Morrison. Oh, and really so nice. meeting everybody else there, it was, it was you know, just welcomed Brand into new. a bunch of strangers, right? How did yeah. you guys
0: hear about the, the contest? Uh,
3: I heard about it from Darren. Geiss. Geis? Darren Guess. Guess. Guess? Darren Guess, yes. He sold me my Dodge. <laughs> nice, Darren is the man. <laughs> is he's my. cool, he's Darren cool.
2: Darren is my bestie. Nice. He nice. is my bestie. I got Darren <laughs> to start comedy. He's my bestie. He. D- I texted <laughs> him, I, and
3: I, I said mean, I didn't yeah. see him, and he goes, I didn't think you were going to go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah All no right. he is not i have to drag him out yeah. to do comedy
0: took me forever to get him on the show
2: yes and <laughs> and even when because i just did a, a recording for my uh i did 45 mm. minutes mm-hmm. so i'm gonna send that tell in us about for that, that. In the last yeah
0: two minutes
2: yeah oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: t-
1: holy cow. unless uh, you want to wait till two. the next episode
0: yeah sure tell us okay sweet uh yeah darren darren's comedian as well
2: he's amazingly funny but he's he's going through it because you kind of i think you kind of get there where you're just like you know what i want to do more and new but it's nice that you guys are excited and and, hungry and hungry to get into (laughs) it and you know i I, it just makes me sad that there's not a club anymore Mm -hmm. like because it can be so like you know we don't have that when i was in vancouver we don't have that where you can go in and put your name down and kind of get on stage right and that 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 hurts me the most because here you guys are when i started we were doing four or five shows a weekend yeah. yeah, I'm right. a little
3: concerned about the Like we have another chance to get on here this weekend. But after that, it's like I'm not sure what the uh, odds of our being able to exactly. find spots or when.
2: So we're going to try and work on that major, right? We're really going to try and work on that so we can have our own. I, I tell you, I get jealous of the Kelowna market so badly oh because some of the people that started with us start they getting invited to just for laughs or getting mm-hmm. they're doing jfl northwest but here's the thing though they don't have that kind of their mentality is growing right yeah and yeah
3: we we canceled <laughs> the trip to go down on the 12th because because yeah. we got options to do it in prince but, yeah but like, that was the closest market
1: because we've been yeah. talking about doing it for a while like right. me and dylan are like sandbox buddies right like way back in the day and yeah we've been looking
2: So you will have to start putting on shows for you guys. Continue
0: this conversation next episode. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this has been the Laugh Lounge. You're on ninety three point one CFIS FM. I'm your host Brian Major. Tonight my guests were Chris Moore,
2: Kylie Lewis Holt, and
0: Dylan Reese. Thank you for listening.